Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production, with your hosts, Mark, Bob, and Wade. This week, the three erudite amigos amiably amuse and amaze with a delicious discourse on that which shrinks the very globe, transportation. Please secure thy humorous and enjoy the show. Rollin'. Like my dad rolled away and never came home. I... <laughs> That's not how he died. Never mind. It's <laughs> been so long, even I've forgotten how it happened. Oh no, you made Mark turn French. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hello and welcome to Distractable. <laughs> this is your weekly podcast. Is that the right tone for this show? Sure, yeah. man. Yeah. The part where we get all the offensive jokes out. Definitely got to leave that in. Who's it offensive to? I don't know. Those dadless freaks. Dadless, <laughs> dadless losers. <laughs> Honestly, who has a dad? You know, that's just not cool these Aww. days. It's 2021. Yeah. What are you saying? I got to kill my dad? To be cool? If you haven't, then are you really yeah, afraid? I mean, do you think you're do you think you, you just can walk in here with a dad? The no. new hottest Zoomer trend. It's like, yeah, I can kill my dad last week. It's way better. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's Liddy. It's Liddy, dude. Dads everywhere are fleeing the country with the latest trend of kill your dad. BBC Wade. I love BBC Wade. It's my favorite Established Wade. Established recurring character, BBC Wade. I will never remember this character, and I'm kind of glad about that. Uh, you know what I'm sad is, like, I don't have any of my intros, and we've already gotten a few episodes out, and, I, like, people don't know about my intros, my sweet banging <laughs> intros. Oh, yeah. People don't know, man. People don't know about my suite. No, we'll just awesome. tell them we're upgrading over time. Yeah, what we're doing is learning how to do it over time. I looked right behind me, and there behind me was something behind me. Don't belittle my amazing intro. <laughs> I worked hard on that. You know what? Play it. Play my thing, even if it's not the bit. When searching for the truth, and like a fool, I found it. Of every story. Hey, back off! I'm a reporter. Markiplier is there. I turned around and there was. Uh, it's bigger than I could have. How good is bone broth for you? The poor editor's looking at the 60 hours of content. Like, guess I'll go find it. That's his job. We pay him. <laughs> we pay him, right? We pay. Him? I don't know, man. I haven't paid anyone for any of this. So I've not gotten money. I've not given money. People are telling me money is changing hands. I have no evidence of any of it. Someone's making money and someone's spending money, but it's not us. If you get if you get high up on the you know the podcast charts, you, you just money just falls out in your lap, right? That's what happens. Better not be you taking the money, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I will die right now just so I can find you and kill you again. You go to extra heaven. <laughs> I think I'm going to extra hell. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> you skip right over regular, just have straight to extra hell. I don't remember that hell in Dante's Infernal. I think it was like on the eighth ring of hell. You know? Oh, you don't want to go to extra hell down there. Wait, are there different hells for like different galaxies or universes or something? I mean, like, do aliens go to alien hell? I mean, that is a conversation that we could have. That's another That's another episode, silly me. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. Stop wasting content, come on. Yeah, my bad. We gotta, we gotta milk this shit. We want this to last. I've got a bucket, a cow, and a pair of udders that are on the cow, ready to go. A bucket, a cow, some separate udders, and a jug of milk to fill the udders with. God, do you remember when we were doing the tour and we tested out the fucking milking game? Like, oh god, a, that was yeah. gonna be a thing that we were gonna bring people on stage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, the switch game. Yeah, yeah. And, and the the milking one was definitely a questionable addition. Was that the one where we just looked like we were jacking it for five minutes? Yeah, yeah that's what slowly. I'm slowly. Oh, okay. Slowly. Yeah, you got Not too slowly. fast. Slowly. Yeah. Milk don't In come out if you go too fast. Motion. Yeah. I only know how to go like Sonic the Hedgehog, man. <laughs> oh my god, that is the worst image. How fast do you think he can fap? He's probably done before we've even noticed his hand is moving. He can just get in little micro yoinks whenever he wants. And after watching the movie, I guarantee you he opens up one of those rings right above, takes care of the mess, but then it just falls into some <laughs> other dimension. <laughs> 
it's just one really sad ring that's just Sonic's cum dimension. <laughs> Gotta go, ah! Uh, and then... <laughs> Someone just sitting over there, like, worshipping some statue they built, like, once a day, we are blessed with the milk of our creator. <laughs> Sometimes twice. Oh, what a good day that was. It moves at supersonic speeds, but we've managed to catch it with our new technological device. Here it comes! Praise be! Although other dimensional creatures who worship something that's definitely not a god are always like agrarian civilizations from like a few thousand years ago. It's never like it's never like the 80s in the world where they're worshiping the statue where the cum comes out. It's always the same that they speak like this and the great lord blesses us with his milk. It's, it's always they're the ones, man. They really get shit on in the multiverse of things. Well, I guess if you were like thinking like technological society and you're driving around in your hover car and stuff and then all of a sudden just some splooge drains from the sky, you're probably just like, oh, damn, robo birds or something. I would like, fucking not- love that, though. No, like it's like it's like right now. Right. Except for yeah. there's a statue where where this stuff that looks like semen comes out and there's a whole sect of people who are like, this is our Lord. He blesses us. This is his signal. And the rest of the world is like, what the fuck is wrong with those people? <laughs> It's fucking, you can, we tested it. It's some kind of semen. We just don't know where it comes from. Like, what the fuck? It's clearly a wormhole or something. I don't know. It's an alien civilization just fucking with us. But there's like the really strong believers. Like they tested DNA. It's like, it's a a hedgehog? This hedgehog semen? (laughs) It's like trying to trace that back. So when that universe science advances and they they use that DNA to Jurassic Park themselves, some fresh hedgehogs, and they get a bunch of demented Sonics running around. They're like, what is this? What have we made? All he says is, gotta go fast, and then he runs around fucking thousand miles an hour. What the hell? You uh, 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 spent so much time wondering if you uh, 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 could. Uh, when you spent some time wondering if you uh, uh, should. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. That was a terrible impression. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Mr. Goldblum, if you're listening. I, I didn't know you were on a first name basis. I, well, Mr. I wasn't. But, but definitely not now. <laughs> Banger movie that would be. Well, there goes our first guest, guys. I think I, he just canceled. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> Na, 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 na. Gotta go fast! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dinosaurs are all female. Sonic runs through and eggs. <laughs> okay, we should start the episode, you know? Okay, I'm hosting. Everyone shut Happy up. Happy birthday, Bob. Okay. Hello and welcome to Distractable, where we discuss anything that interests us and compete to see who can bring the most captivating stories to the table. Whoever brings the most interesting story, which I will be the judge of, will be declared the winner of the podcast and win probably a cash prize and some sort of crown and most importantly, we'll be able to host next week's episode. Also, I made up those other prizes. There's no other prizes. As ever, I am joined by my cohorts, Mark and Wade. Hi, hello. Oh, one of those is me. Hey, how's it going? The second one of those. I won't ever tell you which one, though. Yeah, our voices are so similar, no one would ever be able to discern. <laughs> our voices are so similar, no one would ever be able to discern. Oh my god, Mark, why are you saying the same thing, boys? Our voices are so similar. Our voices are so similar. Our voices are so similar. We'd never be able to discern. I love this bit. Which bit do you like better, this one or the hedgehog semen one? No, the spoilers. Wait, did that happen first? I like the I like the episode where they talk real deep about hedgehog semen for a long time. That's my favorite episode. Oh shit. Okay. We're peaking too early in this podcast. Small talk, small talk, small talk. We have to make small talk. I got a new bed this week. Ooh, hey. we did that last fall. So I have mixed feelings about this. It has an adjustable base. Okay. Okay. So it does that thing where it sits up. And it sits up a lot. You can sit like straight up in this thing. And when I was a kid, I learned from TV uh, commercials that that was for old people. But like, it literally came with a free adjustable base. Would you guys enjoy that? Is that a thing that sounds appealing to you? Because we did. We were like, okay, I mean, we need like you know, you need like a box spring or something, and it just came with it. But 
Well, it, it, I'm, I'm conflicted, you know? Why is comfort exclusive to old people? I like to be comfortable any time in my life. Yeah. I, I think everyone just likes sitting in a big lazy boy. Oh, very, yeah. Very, very cushy. Like, take a nap in that shit. Like, oh, it's, it's wonderful. So I don't think you should be ashamed of that for any reason. Mm. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to use it anyway. But I just, it struck me. They, they set it up and it folded up and my brain was like, that's like those commercials from the old people stuff. On <laughs> Did it come with a life alert? That's the real question. <laughs> Here you go, Grandpa. You know what? I sat it upright and then I tried to get out of bed and it was a little too low and I fell gently to the floor and I immediately cried out, Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> and I was like, where did that voice even come from? What's happening? <laughs> I mean, it's limited. I mean, technology is only available to the people who, who it serves, or you become the people it serves. Yeah. I am really glad we don't live in a society where to be a certain age to be comfortable. They go to deliver your bed and pillows, and they see you're not like 65, like, oh, no pillows for you. No pillows for you. You're like, no, please. I just, oh, you must have lied on your account. The police are on their way. And please, pillows, please. That's what non-65-year-olds sound like. It's a sad world. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every non-65-year-old I've ever heard talks like that, I'm pretty sure. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get on with the podcast. This <laughs> 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 we're going to be talking about... Yeah, no, I think you nailed it, Wade. Yeah. Thank you. What's your things? You guys got things? Anything happen? Uh, I'm filming up in uh, Van outside of Vancouver for The Edge of Sleep, the show, uh, based off the hit podcast, The Edge of Sleep. That's a very nice personal business plug you made, Mark. You must have a lot of great stuff going on in your life. <laughs> Make sure to check out any other podcast on every podcast platform than this one. Has ever listened to the Joe Rogan experience? He's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> I hear some idiots pass him for a second, but he'll be back on top. I'm sure that'll age well by the time this one airs. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. What about you, Wade? You do anything? Oh, man. Uh, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> and you guys lead extraordinary lives. Can I just say uh, that? No, I did stuff. I, uh,. I... You can't talk, Bob. You got a bed, and that's what you talk. That's your week. Yeah, well, at least I made it interesting. I had a whole thing about the bed. Yeah, that's fair. I looked at cars because for those that don't listen to our other show, <laughs> I uh, I lost my car to a semi, and I've been doing some car shopping. <laughs> semi <That's how> <laughs> was so fucking good at poker. It left me. You know, it packed its bags and it said, "That's a better man than me," and walked right out with that <laughs> semi. <laughs> well, you know what they say about. Uh, trucks with big trailers. I didn't until now. Catch your car like going in the trailer of the truck. You're like, no, how do you know? <laughs> Beeps out. This isn't what it looks like. My car was very happy to show me those pictures when it left. You didn't notice that your your children looked just like that semi, did you? <laughs> until it was too late and she locked you in for child support. Everyone always said they had my eyes. But they had his axles. I think, I think we're tapped. I think we're tapped on that one. I shouldn't do vehicle humor that's it's a shallow well for me all right listen this week we have a topic and it's a good mm -hmm. one because i picked it i mm -hmm. want to hear from you in whatever way you see fit about what you think the next form of mass transportation is we've gone from just walking around to you know wagons things with wheels to boats cross oceans and to, to use canals and rivers, trains and buses to just cross straight across the land wherever you want to go. You can't drive there in your own car, probably flying. Air travel is the pinnacle of you trying to get somewhere, probably flying there. Especially in America, our trains are garbage. Buses, garbage. What is next? I've been preparing for this topic for weeks. I've got a title, I've got the topic, I've got everything prepared. Uh, me too, I have all that. I definitely know about this, and I'm ready for it, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Well, Bob definitely told us before just now, and I am very ready to go. Before we get into that, it's a great moment, I think, to pause and say thank you to the sponsors of this episode. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. 
M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E.com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E.com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, that's enough stalling. You've had ample time to do some thorough research. I would like to hear your titles, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Would you like me to go first, you Mark? Would, uh, I just... bet. Well, uh, hey, let's debate about who should go first. That's that's really the key. Here, ah, right? debatable, our new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do we have that one? <laughs> Is that a podcast? That's, that's definitely. Well, if it's not ours, you should definitely go listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> Wait, what's your title? Tell me. The uh, information super hug way. What? <laughs> Can't tell if I even can tell what that might be. I have no guesses. That's two points for intriguing. That's for sure. You want to know mine? Yes, go for it. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Ooh. Okay. I like that. That is also intriguing. It's slightly less intriguing or confusing than Wade's. I gave you one point, sir. But I'm dying to hear I'm dying to hear what Wade's got going on. All right, cool. Does that mean I get points for being intriguing too? He already he already gave you points. Yeah, of course. I was listening. <laughs> All right. Uh I'm first, as you said. Because uh, I was listening to that too. You're up, Wade. You could do it. Great. Yeah. All right. Uh the information super hugway. So we've already got cars and boats and planes and storks and that kind of thing, carrying babies around. Everyone knows like teleportation, whatever, flying cars, yada yada yada. What people don't expect is to increase the way we travel underground and how we get there. Everyone says Mother Earth, right? Because Mother Earth is a living being. We got to protect Earth. So here's what we do. You get a person who is just really deeply connected to Earth. And that person, uh, they don't have to be naked, but they could be naked. But it's, it's crucial that they're barefoot. They have to be barefoot. And they'll stand over one of the Mother Earth connection nodes that leads into the deep veins of Earth. And if you want to travel somewhere fast, you go up, you give this person a big ol' hug, you touch noses as you slowly melt into them, and you're absorbed into their, like, living being juices, all the way flowing down to their feet, where the node connects, you go into this node, it spits you wherever you want to go around the Earth, and you pop right out, being slurped out of someone else that's also standing on a node. Any questions? Uh, <laughs> uh, a couple, yeah. Some points to clarify, I think. Yeah, by all means. Who put the Mother Earth connection nodes there? Did Mother Earth do that? Did those already exist? No, we did. We're, we're putting them there. Okay, yeah, okay. Do you have to be naked? When you hug the transportation person? I don't think so. As long as there's some flesh-to-flesh connection, I think that's enough. I think you can speed it up with nudity, as it, as with most things. I know I get faster with nudity. Oh, okay. What about you, Mark? You got any thoughts on that one? On that <laughs> one? His one? Um. Yeah, no, ask him questions. I can't. I'm too shocked to... I have more <laughs> questions. Hang on, just... Okay, so the, these these... What did you call them? These connection nodes? Yeah. Okay, so the the nodes, they're the endpoints of the tunnel system that you've built through Mother Earth, correct? They're more like train stations, right? They're not like, it's not like a stopping point. It's just a point along the highway of Earth blood flow. So there's stopping points in the Earth? Yeah, so like, you know, Earth's a living, breathing thing. Okay. So there's got to be some kind of like blood veins of some kind, <laughs> right? Maybe they're like dirt veins or lava veins. I don't hey, know the back science. Up, back up, I just... back up, back up. The Earth is a living, breathing being, is what you're saying. Yeah, why do you think volcanoes erupt? Earth's like, oh, damn it, Mom. You know? Who's Earth's mom? Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, Mother Jupiter and Father, fuck you, uh, Mars. <laughs> How are you mad about this? You, you, this is your story. Wait, so Jupiter and fuck you, which is a planet I've never heard of. Like... No, he said fuck you, Mars. He said Mars. <laughs> he said that. Uh, 
<laughs> so Mars and Jupiter had a one night stand and they spat out Earth. Earth looks a bit more like Pluto, so I'm thinking maybe uh, <laughs> there was some. You know what? The line in that song from the intro to the Big Bang Theory makes so much more sense now. So I was like, the whole universe was in a hot, dense state. And then Mars fucked hot. Jupiter and the Earth came out. And I was like, wow, really? No, that's not right. It's true, though. Wade has educated me. That is, in fact, how the Earth was made. Okay, so the Earth, it ha are you saying there's like a heart and organs in the Earth? Well, not the same like as us. You know how like in movies when they like open alien bodies, they're like, sir, there's five hearts and no penis. <laughs> like Earth's kind of like something like that. Wait, what movie? <laughs> I need to know the name for research purposes. Uh, oh man, uh, you know, the, the big alien gangbanger, uh, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Christmas alien film. All right, um, yeah, continue, I apologize for <laughs> stopping here. Yeah, but it's not like, you know, I'm not saying Earth has people physiology, but I'm saying like there's something beyond what we understand. Uh, what is even wind? Why are we still spinning? Like, you know, why are volcanoes erupting? How is Earth still so hot in the middle if it's not like, you know, fighting off diseases like people? There's something there, right? It's it's alive, we just don't understand it yet, but we know that the information super hugway is there. So this is the new way of like public transportation, right? Yeah. So like you got like a family of four mom dad two little kids well like you know primary school age kids they go into the super hugway node they're going to italy or something they're going on a trip a fun summer vacation uh-huh did the kids go first and did the kids just hug around the legs of i'm assuming the adult sized person you have to hug to get slurped into the earth's blood highway well, I guess we pose this. When you get on a train to go to Foxville, Indiana, do you let the kids go on first or you go on first? I mean, I guess you hold hands and you do it at the same time. Maybe it's a family circle. Maybe it's a group hug. I mean, we'll eventually get there, right? You know, it was like a one-person plane, but now we got planes where you can fit all kinds of people. It'll, you know, technology will progress. At first, we'll be like, how did you absorb me, friend? And then they'll be like, oh, touch my nose. And... <laughs> But eventually it'll be like, hey, we have a family of five. Like, oh, hop in, hop in. And yeah, it'll be like a big group hug suck. What's to stop the intense heat and pressure from killing people as they enter into these hug tubes? Well, your entire genetic code is reformed. It's like teleportation. Oh, it like disassembles you and reassembles you in Star Trek. It's something like that. So it's like the classic teleporter issue of are you are you really the same person or are we just killing you and making a clone of you? Uh, well, you are, unless there's like an earthquake or something and you like are horribly like destroyed by the fact that part of you never arrived. Your family of four just turns into a horrible meat amalgamation at the end of it. Like, <laughs> the risk we take for speed. Yeah, it only happens once in a while. Well, you know, eventually, I guess <laughs> if you if we're looking at this like a uh, like Earth's a big ball and there's probably there'd probably be multiple connections leading to each site. So I imagine it would just like take a minute for the rest of like little Timmy to be formed or something. Maybe it's going to wait for the rest of the body to I show mean, up. I we're, we're, I'm already willing to accept that the Earth is a living, breathing creature that was fucked into existence by Jupiter and Mars and maybe Pluto. I, I've somehow agreed to all of that. The teleportation thing, I'm just having a little bit of trouble <laughs> understanding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just struggling well, a bit on that. The, the listen, I'm, I'm I'm no scientist, but <laughs> from my understanding of how things are going to work ten thousand years from now, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we'll know by then. Ten thousand years, ten thousand. Maybe it's ten years. Ten. That's a big range. Earth's on one of those uh, bubonic parabolas, so I mean, things are going to go exponentially faster. Bob, please, I'm ex I'm asking for an injunction or something or whatever the legal term is to stop this madman. So I think the summary that I will draw from what you've said, Wade, is that you are not a scientist. Yes. For making me feel like I did a lot of really good drugs, uh, six points for you, Wade. <laughs> Oh, that's really nice and even. I like that. Thank Apparently you. Apparently a total of eight points. And Mark only has one. What a loser. Fix it, Mark. All right. So so my my, my thing is What's the title? The, you spin me right round. You spin me right round. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe right round. Um so so my thing is is there's in less grandiose terms of teleportation through the blood tunnels of the living earth. Um I, I was thinking more about how to incorporate human power into our everyday like commute and transportation, not in a Fred Flintstone way of like, you know, feet on the ground, um, a more sophisticated version of like large 
wheels that you know those large cat treadmills that there it's it's a large circular wheel like an enormous hamster wheel sort of thing yeah exactly pretty much so you basically have structures like this where there are handlebars where you can hop in and you can like go and you can uh run on the treadmill and everyone working together is able to like pedal this gigantic wheel as it goes through town and the combined effort of everyone running at the same time it compounds to be more of an inner city speed uh to something that's manageable there are highway versions of this that are much larger but also like you know they'll have to make stops so you'll have to have braking speeds and all that stuff it could probably also fit on the rails so you could keep it to normal infrastructure and stuff like that and you can make an elongated version that's more like a tank tread in terms of size and scale scope so that you have a train that's a, like an elongated hoop um, where people can jump in the center of it and then everyone can can power it by running. I, I think that human power is a much neglected thing in terms of public transportation. It's completely clean except for the farts and then everyone only needs to have food or maybe like a super concentrated carbohydrate drip while they're working to pedal themselves forward. The benefit is also it can work across water as well if you make the materials out of floatable materials. And if you put wings on it and get it to flap with the combined power, you could probably either through sheer mechanical energy put it into wings that are flapping or you can have battery storage so that you can power electronic uh, motors so that you actually are able to fly. I think I've I've made my case pretty strong. Here. A fascinating concept. I have an objection. An objection. I'd love to hear it. I can't imagine what you would object it to. It may be pre- this podcast but i'm pretty sure pedaling to keep a plane in the air was a topic that the three of us have discussed before how did you somewhere? get only a plane in the air when the majority of my conversation was inner cities and rails and across water because i think you're just borrowing from your like listen i thought this was an innovative discussion where we come up with ideas outside now, the your box. objection is stupid minus five points <laughs> your objection is calling on something a conversation unrelated to this podcast that we had multiple years in the past. It was like three months ago. It was, a, it was not. It took place in 2019. I've got the solution. I uh -huh. just came up with it. Uh -huh. I'm a genius. Okay. Okay. I already have plans to create my own airline. It's called Funline Airlines. Ooh. Your, your dreams come true when <laughs> you go. Do we get free woo, unlimited basically. tickets? No, you don't. Unless oh. you want to do a promo. But Absolutely. You, you can do anything. To... Okay, to cool. Me. All right, cool. Me. So basically, it's... Uh, what I, I had this idea for Funline Airlines where it's standing room only and you can only like you, you, like it's very dirt cheap, but I just had a brainwave. I will solve climate change at the same time. Mm -hmm. I will get us away from fossil fuels so that planes don't have to pollute our beautiful blue skies anymore because we are moving all electric, baby. We'll have bikes set up for people in the plane. Oh, you pay a certain amount for your ticket, but you'll get you're paid deducted the longer you bike. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Battery. No, yeah. well, I was yeah. thinking, you know what would be even better than that? What? Keep keep your money. Yeah, the company deserves to make its money for being innovative. I think uh, it, at the front of the cabin or at the front of each section so everyone can see it, there's like a little charge bar and uh -huh. there's a line on there that says crash. And as the flight goes on, it's using electricity and it's slowly ticking down towards crash. And as it gets closer, everyone is frantically just like, no, God, no. And so you get so much extra electricity by threatening people's lives. Funline Airlines. Funline Airlines. Funline Airlines. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, what a classic. Just the what was it? The the uh, the motivational ex children exploitation. Yeah, you have system. Your, when you fly, children fly free, but they fly in cages in the cargo bay, <laughs> and you're 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 pedaling pedals to recharge the batteries of the plane that you're on, and if you don't contribute enough. In energy input, your children will be ejected from the cargo bay. <laughs> Starting with your favorite. It was like drop bomb bay doors would open and they'd be dangling. Yeah. Like, you you better pedal faster. Gotta, gotta generate some more wattage. You're not holding up your end here. Uh, anyway, yeah. How do I buy more points? Hey, I gave you a lot of points, okay? You were firmly in the lead. And I tell you, I was only going to give Mark five points for his story. And I think I still am. That's how many you gave me, isn't it? Gave you, six. you gave me six. You were going to be ahead by ah, two I'm points. Still winning. No, because I took. I mean, you're slow at the math. Wait, you currently have three points. Mark, you currently have six points. Thank you. Thank and you. And wait, very you need much. to calm down. Well, no, I'm offering to purchase. There's the a points. winner, but it's not. It's not competitive. Okay, it's it's collaborative.
Mark, I like your idea. Thank you. I like the concept. I, I don't know why everything I everything we talk about on here, I'm just going to relate to movies and TV shows, apparently. I like the idea of them being things that don't really stop. It's like the, what's that movie? It, it Divergent? How the, the trains that the badass fighty douchebags use to get around, they don't stop. You just jump on and jump off. It's like a big communal thing of like, you help people off, people help you hop on. Some people lose a leg or get crushed completely by the giant wheel that's unstoppable, but... Yeah, that's the price of efficient, uh, renewable energy, public transportation. Exactly, yeah. There's a little risk in it. But if it's less than what cars are in terms of danger and loss of life, it will be a net positive for the entire world. Plus, you don't know about the compounding effects of emissions from cars and their health effects on the people in the society that they live in, inner cities with the complicated traffic routes and the stress. You know, if you just have giant wheels that are patrolling the cities, like at regular intervals, everyone knows they're very consistent. Nothing gets in their way, not children, not pets, not bikes, not nothing. They go and they crush and they move because human power is unstoppable. The power of the people will reign supreme from all corners of the world. Oh, that's a little concerning. Why is the phrase corners of the world? I never understood that. Oh, because the world is a big plate riding on the back of a turtle, obviously. Yeah, a square. Oh. You know, have you ever seen a map? Oh, well, turtles have blood veins. That helps my argument. It does but I don't like that it does. <laughs> Wait, do you have any questions about Mark's idea that don't relate to conversations from two years ago? Yeah, I, I suppose I do. Um, So in order to lower the danger of boarding said vehicle, like, do you have any ideas about how we could board it in a safe manner that would lower the mortality rate? No. Like maybe launching in like in a bubble that's like a reusable bubble or something cannons that fire you into the vehicle or something you're gonna fire cannons into a moving circle with thousands of well they're like they're like they're, it's like it's like blowing bubbles you know it's like it's not like you're firing weaponry here it's like a bubble with a person in there everyone arrives into the wheel like glinda the good witch in the wizard of oz and blow <laughs> down in a bubble God, the physics of your mind, Wade. I just want to understand. Because <laughs> I know you did well in physics. I know you did. Yeah, but they say rules were made to be broken, so I just try to find a way. <laughs> Wade learned physics as an understanding of what he does not want to do or participate in. Physics is like that big, strong athlete that you went to school with that always won first place and everything. And all you think about the whole time you're looking at physics is you're like... I'll beat you one day. I'll this is, find this a way. is getting away from the important topic at hand. And I just have to tell you, uh, Wade, I appreciate your question. I'm going to give you three points back. Which question? About how to make it safer. I appreciate that. That's an important concern. Safety is important. But I can tell you that you're both wrong. Oh. The future of public transportation, the thing with possibly the goofiest name it could have been given when it's actually a completely serious attempt at making it a new form of transportation. Do you guys know what the Hyperloop is? Have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah, I know what the Hyperloop is. I'm imagining it's like a roller coaster loop, but Sonic the Hedgehog is running it. I mean, you're not too far off. So that we're all on the same footing here. The idea of the Hyperloop, it, it's kind of like a train, uh, but it is, it is not train on tracks. It's in an enclosed tube. The idea is that it can be underground. Kind of like blood. Sure, sure. And uh, it's like a train in a tube. The tube is under vacuum. You pull the air out of the tube so that there's no uh, resistance, uh, friction or whatever, drag from the air. And this allows the vehicle inside the tube to travel substantially faster than any uh, vehicle that travels in atmosphere. Like up to like, I don't know, like... 400, 500 miles an hour or something like that. They can technically go faster than that because that's that's like the speeds of current like hyperfast trains. It's theoretical and it's being researched right now, but they posit that you could get from Los Angeles to San Francisco in like 40 minutes or something. And that's like a five and a half or six hour drive. And they posit that you could get from New York to Washington, D.C. in like 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the current world record for the Hyperloop is 288 miles per hour. Does it exist somewhere? They're testing. There's a test strip of oh, Hyperloop okay. that Virgin Hyperloop uh, made. It, it's like in outside Las Vegas. It's like 500 yards long or something. It's one straight stretch of tube. It's short. And I believe it was in that test strip. Oh, no, the record was set by someone else. But anyway, in that test strip, they get up in 500 yards. They get up to like over 100 miles an hour in their testing is what I've mm. heard. Why would you want to be called Virgin Hyperloop? Don't you want people to believe in you and think you've got experience? <laughs> <It's>... 
It's called. It was originally called Hyperloop One, I believe, but they they were bought by that guy who owns all the things that are. What's his name? Richard Branson. Yeah, yeah. yeah Come yeah. down to Never Done This Before prostitutes, where they don't know what they're doing and you don't either. Figure it out. That is not an official sponsor of the Distractable <laughs> Podcast. I want to make it very clear. I'm starting that company. That's not real. Never flown this plane before. Pilots will fly your plane for you. Well, at least it's cheap. Yep. The the only the only issue with like the hyperloop is is it's very expensive to build and maglev trains like the fastest maglev train right now is 374 miles an hour. It does require like a lot of modification and some custom railing and a lot of power. Like that's the thing about maglev trains is that they require like a power because they gotta have electrically induced magnets on the bottom of the train to make it levitate the whole way through. But it's the same idea. Like it's less friction, right? It's hard to get any less than a vacuum, but in in atmosphere, going 374 miles an hour is like very very quick. It's almost plane speed, uh, but it's like on land and it's something that's repeatable. It's it's electric powered, so if you have renewable resources powering it, like solar and wind, then it's cleaner. So like the hyperloop is a great idea, but the infrastructure cost alone would be astronomical compared to what we already have in terms of a rail way infrastructure that we could modify the price per kilometer of track is like obscene it's like multiple yeah. million dollars per kilometer of track which yeah in california to get from like la to san francisco i, I this is just off the top of my head but i think i remember reading it was like tens of billions of dollars potentially for like one line that goes back yeah. and forth which is you know that's a lot for a train I want to know for the physics people here when heat is produced that's got to be a combination of like friction and like I imagine speed would increase like even if you decrease friction if you increase speed enough you're producing a lot of heat if you're moving that fast even with relatively low friction like there's got to be a limit of where like how fast you can go before like every time you drive on some track the train or whatever is being warped and the track is being warped like how do you prevent that kind of thing from happening well okay so in in a vacuum right it's hard to conduct heat when the train itself is in that tube it's floating in between so there's a cushion of nothing because magnets are holding it up so really like the contact transfer of heat is minimal and because there's no air and wind resistance like heat wouldn't really be a concern because even planes like going hypersonic speeds they're cutting through atmosphere there is incredible friction there and drag but even them they're, they're not like they're not exploding in terms of heat however there are obviously entry into the atmosphere causes heat but those are going to such high speeds that they would be unfeasible on land so maintenance would be relatively low on this once it's actually built oh, maintenance would be unbelievable the magnets failing like the, the the maintaining of every single inch of that track to make sure that it works like if the magnets are built into the train i imagine that's what they would do but then like making sure the vacuum pumps are working because if at one point the vacuum fails like in a section what happens is it rapid decompression like what happened like it's the maintenance would be astronomical yeah, well, that's my main thing. So I, the idea of Hyperloop, the idea of being able to go, you know, close to like a thousand miles an hour in something that's essentially a land vehicle. It's, it's more complicated than that, but like, that's super cool. And the idea of it being, you know, systems of like tunnels, so it can go through, you know, under cities into, into populous areas. Super cool. But like, that's assuming you can keep hundreds of miles, thousands of miles of tubes with incredibly heavy fast moving things and people getting in and out it's not like you can just have one tube if you had one tube that would mean you could have one vehicle it would go from one end to the other end back to the other there's no you know you don't you can't drive around it so there's this, this is like a whole system and i just think if you if you watch like videos or interviews with the people that are working at these companies the guys that they send out to do the media stuff are like yeah, well, we just want people to, to really change their perspective on this. You know, people people hear about Hyperloop and they're like, oh, maybe in, maybe in my lifetime, maybe in the coming decades. What we're saying is maybe in the next couple of years, Hyperloop will be a reality. And I'm like, no, the fuck it won't. <laughs> like, what sort of magical technological <laughs> advances do you think is going to happen? I know Elon Musk... Instead of going in on Hyperloop, that's why he has the, the boring company, which is all about boring tunnels. And they're not ready to bore hundreds, thousands of miles of tunnels around things. And I totally expect that someday, if this turns out to be as efficient and awesome as they hope it will, 
this will be something that exists maybe in limited you know markets with limited routes maybe it'll take over public transportation but yeah. like this is not something that where it's like oh we just need people to get on board we've got everything yeah. we need We're, we can start building hyperloops tomorrow like no no you fuck no you cannot and imagine a failure nothing in human technology has a zero percent failure rate right if it does they're lying like imagine one failure of a train going a thousand miles an hour that is a thousand mile an hour cannon just a single touch of that train to the edge wall the whole thing starts just everything explodes well and how and how do you help that it's if it's yeah, in a yeah. buried tube if it's an underground tube well who's doing anything about that yeah well you could do what i did back in roller coaster tycoon days you find the people that are really like upset and mad at your park and you just launch them at your competitor <laughs> <laughs> You just don't finish the track, and there they go. Screw you, Happy Fun Times Park. I was like, you're a really bitter roller coaster yeah. tycoon player. Well, they shouldn't have wanted to get off Mr. Bones' wild ride, should they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also a term of, like, practicality, right? Like, cost efficiency is is something that we have to consider. And and air travel, like, as as bad as it is in terms of, like, jet fuel consumption, like, like pollution, whatever. Like, it would be great to have a renewable way to get jet engines, and I would rather invest in that kind of technology if there was a way to have an electric jet engine. But, you know, we're not quite there yet. But in terms of efficiency, that is very fast method of travel. It's a complicated system, but, you know, it... It gets people where they need to go. Cars, you know, they're becoming more electrified. So that's helping out with the environmental factors and the impact. And we do have intense railway infrastructure and we should build it out, at least if not maglev, then faster trains that aren't maglev and work for that for passenger. Because you can get up to like 150 miles an hour with not maglev trains. Which you is can go fast. pretty quick. Yeah, you can go quick on trains uh, if you have the right setup for it. And that's definitely faster than a car. Um, but... You know, it's it's about like what what's the right thing to do because yeah, building the tunnel from even LA to San Francisco, that's a year they they can't even fix the fucking highway from <laughs> LA to San Francisco. You think they're gonna build a tube? Just imagine how many times at a roller coaster park, like the the magnetic launch system fails on the ride and you're in line, they're like, Oh sorry, it's down, you gotta wait two hours. Like that happens every day. I love that roller coasters as a test bench for Hyperloop. Like, man, roller coasters break down constantly. There's a huge weight climbing up the hill. And yeah, it's fun when you go down, but I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> Damn, I just wanted to go to San Diego. I don't know. All right. I retract my point. I retract. I retract it. No, I actually sincerely like that. <laughs> I mean, because like roller coasters are made by like roller coaster companies, right? Which I don't want to cast aspersions, but. They're basically trying to make the cheapest fun train they can. And like they're, they, they make technological advancements. Roller coasters have gotten pretty cool, but it's a different kind of thing between the Hyperloop research and what roller coaster companies do. But like, it's not that different. Like they have the same basic goal. They want it to work consistently. They don't want to kill anyone because roller coasters absolutely can and have killed people. And like to launch missiles at their competitors. Yeah. Well, they want to make sure they take out. Happy Fun Park, or whatever the hell you said. Like, human technology is not at a place where something that's running for hours every day, constantly every day, public transport sort of stuff, is, like, infallible enough where I would feel comfortable just hopping on a thing that goes a 1,000 miles an hour in a tube under the ground. What happens if you're going a 1,000 miles an hour and there's a catastrophic decompression or recompression? I don't know. The vacuum system fails and, you know, atmosphere rushes into the tube and you're still going a 1,000 miles an hour. Are they engineering the vehicle yeah. so that it can go a thousand miles an hour in full atmosphere? Because that's like a whole other kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like that's not in our near future. Stuff has got to work a lot better, but it's a cool idea. I'd love to yeah. get to LA in like 40 minutes. It'd be super cool. Nah, it's a cool idea, but you could also hop in a plane. Yeah. Imagine how cheap planes would be if Hyperloops existed. All the wealthy people would get on Hyperloop and planes would be like, please. Peasants, comply with us. <laughs> we just take you 35,000 feet in the air. Not as cool. What if there was a way to, like, visualize? Like, you know how, like, you know, we we have ideas. Ideas form in our brains. Then we find ways to bring our ideas to life. What if there was, like, an instantaneous way to flip that switch and you visualize something, and you, like, you know, for teleportation purposes? Like, you uh, walk up to this TV and it's got images of, like, I don't know, the desert. It's got images of uh, Cincinnati, Los Angeles. And you look... You visualize, you think about it, and then you're there. 
Visual imagiportation. You have bold ideas, Wade. Yeah, very bold. Five five points for bold ideas. Just something built into your brain that like you know allows you to absorb into where you want to be and you're what there. What if everyone had that power at once and two people want to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower at once and then they're merged together? Or what if everyone's like wants to go to the Olympics at the same time <laughs> and then 20,000 people get smooshed in the soccer field. Well, it, there are some problems with it. Like, you know, what if like 16 people are like, I want to be in bed with Wade right now and I just wake up and like everyone's fucking popping in and just appearing in my bed. Like, you know, I guess there's some issues there. <laughs> gotta... That's adorable. All right. Well, you know, maybe not me, maybe someone more likable, but <laughs> issues of crushing other humans to death aside. Could you imagine how much of a fucking mess the whole world would be if anyone could be anywhere? Oh my like, God. every person would just be like, I wonder what the, I wonder what's going on in, uh, like, France. And people would just be like, oh, 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 and like, everywhere you are, there's the constant <laughs> morass of people popping in and out, and you're like, oh. What if you're like, like someone malicious is like on a live stream and they get on TV or they hack into a signal and they're like, don't think about being in the center of the sun. Don't think about it. Don't think about being. And everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know? I guess there's some slight issues, but we could put some like some brain block on or something. <laughs> you don't want to change your idea. You want to fix it with another fucking idea. Yeah. The problem isn't the idea itself, it's that the technology to support it doesn't exist, clearly. Some <laughs> SPF Think 50 or something, where just you're not allowed to think about certain things. Wouldn't that be TPF? Uh, Thought protection factor instead of sun protection factor. Of course, yeah, TPF, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes that's sense. Good, that's gotcha. good. But yeah, we have, to, we have to limit, like, some locations. There's got to be, like, a poured-in location. You can't just, like... I don't know, like some baby's like, I'd rather be with those parents. And the baby visualizes it as like all of a sudden someone else's baby. Like, you know, you got to have some kind of block capabilities. Oh, yeah. If kids could do that, kids would be gone forever. Once a kid comes up the age where they realize they can do that, never see him again. Just gone. What if you visualize someone you lost? Do you end up like underground? Or what if there's like, what if there is like a heaven or a hell? Do you just like end up there or too early? I just realized this is the exact plot of the movie Jumper with Hayden Christensen. <laughs> God damn it. Everything we talk about, someone's made a movie about. It's literally the exact plot, which I did not mind that movie very much. I thought it was pretty good. But also like literally it's like if you see it in your mind, you can teleport there. That was the whole thing. When we first launched the podcast, I remember the first episode, people were like, oh, you stole that idea from the movie Island or something. It's like, we don't know. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> we just talked. You beat the crap out of Mr. Joe Rogan one time and the whole world's got to tell you about the 2005 movie, The Island. We collectively jumped Joe Rogan in an alley. <laughs> I love the way you talk about that. Like, we're in season four of the podcast. You're like, when we first launched this podcast. Oh, fast. Back in the old days, ah, before I had to get this bed with the lift on it. Well, it was more than one weeks ago, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Every idea is unoriginal, including ours, and if you look hard enough, you'll find someone out there that's had this idea before. I was going to say, Wade, your, your proposal for the public transportation, I'm like 90% sure that was Navi technology from the uh, Avatar movie i'm pretty sure they they take <laughs> yeah, their hair yeah, genitalia yeah. Yeah. and they interface with uh -huh. the tree of transport and they can go wherever they want on that big old uh, planet was it was the planet called avatar yeah, no it was, was it, it it was like the moon of some bigger gas I don't, know. I don't know well and they stole the idea from like the 1989 porn my feet fuck mother earth and uh you know they <laughs> stole the idea from I want to say that. <laughs> I want. To, I want to say that none none of us are nearly as crass as you, and that is a, a wild 180 from you a few years ago. Yeah, I still think it's hilarious that people view you as like the toned down, like straight laced. Like Mark's a wild card, and he screams, and I'm like the snarky, rude one that everyone thinks is nice for some reason. What happened to you, man? Did you see some stuff? People think I'm straight-laced. I borrowed my life. Everything that's happened to me, I stole from a movie that I watched from 1950 called Wade's Life Gets Turned Around, where he goes from this nice, happy life. Even the same name, same name character, didn't really borrow much. Stole it all, in fact. Uh, you know, life's going fine. Life's going fine. All of a sudden, something flips, and then he goes around cursing and drinking. Oh, the things he does. <laughs> you loiter in pool halls? What kind of nonsense do you get into? That's 
Yeah, loitering. He even he even threw a popsicle stick out one time, that monster. And that was borrowed from a cave painting made in, uh, you know, 8000 BC that uh, uh, Jimmy Von Cave drew. <laughs> uh, I would like to request another injunction to stop this madness. Uh, please do. I, I concur. I don't know. I was kind of curious what was going to come after cave painting. But all right. Well, that's two fine. amoebas one time made a mess on the ground that looked just like the plot. Okay, listen. That's that's the end. I can't I can't listen to Wade anymore. I feel like I've been very coherent and clear this whole episode. Thank you for your very good and definitely not psychosis-inducing ideas. You're welcome. I'm pretty sure I know where the points are at, but let me just tabulate in the back of my mind. I already know who wins this, Mark. I've seen the movie. All right, good. Thanks, man. The winner this week is Wade. Wait, wow, somehow he managed Plot twist! No, I gave you points for your valuable critique of Mark's idea, and I'm pretty sure that put you in the lead. Don't mm -hmm. check my math on that, yeah. uh, listeners, but... No, he would be... I think he'd be uh, like seven or eight to six. There you go, Wade. The math checks out. Congratulations. This entire podcast, like all these ideas, actually are in the 2035 movie coming out called Distractable Episode... That came out on... The Editor, insert the date of that I, I, uh, <laughs> in my voice. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Distractable. Make sure that you've subscribed or, 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 or followed or, or clicked the plus button, however it works. Make sure that you've clicked the thing so that next time an episode is posted, you get that little notification. You don't forget to come back and listen to us. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, make sure you check out Mark on the internet, also known as Markiplier on uh, YouTube. And what do you do, Mark? Make like videos or something i i don't even know all right yeah, it doesn't matter explain to you. editor please put in what i do <laughs> i can't wait to hear that it'd be like a obscure voice no one's ever heard before like they don't pay me enough to really do this but i had to put something <laughs> in so like i guess mark posts gaming videos on youtube and he streams sometimes he does some weird projects uh he's been on tv shows for some reason we're not really sure why uh i haven't really watched them but you know i guess i gotta go watch that and the episodes from three years ago to put in their stupid clips Anyway, editor out. And make sure you check out Wade at Lord Minion seven 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 or Minion seven 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 or or the I don't know. It's, uh, he's all over the place with the names. You'll never find him. That's the end. Podcast out.